Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. Good to go, Chin. I know I look like I got kissed by the sun. That's because I was in Miami, kids. Miami, I poppy. Fresh off the boat from Miami, amigos. Uh, Miami's popping, man. Miami is full-blown popping. And, uh, yeah, it's Miami. You know, it's uh, hung out a little bit on South Beach. I guess everybody just has asses, huh? Everybody <laughs> in South Beach is just has asses. Real fake, real nice. I was a little stressed out, seeing some white girls with flat asses. I'm like, what are they going to do? Move to Idaho or some shit? Like, what do you, if you don't have an ass there, what are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just like those fashion, fashion Nova chicks are all over South Beach. You go to the mall, it's just, fashion Nova. just asses. One girl looked like a T-Rex we saw. Just her ass was so big, she was walking like a full-blown Jurassic Park T-Rex. It's fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. They just do the goddamn thing out there, man. They just do the goddamn thing out there. What was weird is, and it's not a, a local Miami problem, but all the spring breakers decided to go to Miami, and they thought it would be fun to cause ruckus and destroy venues and uh, rack up big bills. And then they, what they do is, it's a actually, it's a Tracy Morgan bit. They rack up these big bills and then they fucking, you know, cause a fight, cause ruckus so they can get out of the the mm -hmm. bill. So I guess it was happening all over. There were shootings. Some girl got drugged. It was just so there's a curfew. Well, here's the problem when you do a curfew in South Beach. So the curfew was at from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. During the day, you're fine. I mean, uh, Jay and Chappelle were strolling around during the day. That's where we saw just nonstop asses. But um, at night, the news was confusing. Like. They're like, oh, there's a curfew. So even I was like, all right, well, if the curfew is 8 to 6 a.m., my show starts at 8, and the second show starts at 10. So do we cancel the shows? And they're like, no, it's only for South Beach in this area. Like, it was so confusing. So the whole weekend was spent being like, no, shows are still on. The venue being like, no, it's, we're, we're actually outside of South Beach. So it was just really confusing. Some of the best crowds I've ever had, though. That Saturday one was so goddamn lit. It was fun, man. It was a great time. Rented uh, jet skis and ate great food. Shout out to Veronica, who runs the hotel, the Internet Intercontinental on uh, in Miami out there. She was great to us. And Lex McMahon was out there. Ate at the Toro Toro Steakhouse. Ridiculous food. Because, again, when, when that curfew happened, we can't get any food, man. We get done at, like, 1 a.m., we had done at 1 a.m., you'd walk out of the venue, the Miami Improv, and it's like in this like pop-in area. Dude, straight nightclubs. Packed. Packed. It's just weird to see. Mm -hmm. I've been there. It's just it's you're just like, oh, damn, you guys are doing a goddamn thing. Good mm -hmm. for you, man. But the little birdie told me April, I think, 12th or 15th, L.A. opening back up. Restaurants, venues. We'll see. Newsome will find some way to fuck it up, though. You know, there's actually a new strain. It's called the Venice Beach strain, and we're going to have to shut back down again, lock you guys down. Who knows? 
Who knows, man? Uh, but what was dope is the UFC was on Saturday night and at a what I have a eight seven thirty show and a nine thirty show. So the pay per view, the main card started out there. I think at ten p.m. It's so late out there, dog. They just do everything late out there. So started at ten p.m. Um, so I think I only missed one or two fights like live, but then I watched it when I got home yesterday. But not bad. And they put the big uh, the, after the show. I got to they on the, they have a big screen like big monitor behind us. They put the main event, so I got to watch Steve Bayless Francis with the Miami Improv staff, and it was really dope. It was really dope. I told you, kids. I told you my DraftKings pick. Let's go through them. <laughs> I told you boost your odds. You gotta win a parlay. What was my parlay? Sean O'Malley, Vicente Luque, Francis Ngano. If you place those bets, you made bank, bro. Now I'm some clairvoyant or anything like that. Those guys were favored, but still, for all three to win in a parlay, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. your boy made some money because I put my mouth. I put my money where my mouth is, and I posted how much I bet on it, and I stress out because I know some of you listen to me and bet, and if I lose, you lose money, and I don't know, you can't buy your dog's fucking puppy chow or whatever the hell it is, so it stresses me out. But uh, did you watch the fights, Jen? Of course. They were good, man. Yep. They were solid-ass fights. Kicked off, it was kind of slow, right? You had, like, all decisions. You're like, all right, what's going on here? And then uh, Alonzo Menfield looked fantastic with the submission – and then the main card kicked off and came in hot with your boy uh, Malarkey. He looked phenomenal. Uh, knockout 46 seconds. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. Hopefully all these fights don't go fast because I'll miss the whole goddamn card. Uh, but they didn't. Then you had the women's fight, flyweight fight, went to decision. And then uh, the three big boys went to work. The three main fights that sold this pay-per-view, Sean O'Malley, Tom Salmeida, um, I thought Sean O'Malley, I thought there was a ton of pressure going into this fight for him. Ton of pressure. Um, you know, one thing about Sean O'Malley is his confidence makes him special. His belief in himself makes him special. He's so dynamic. He's coming off that Cheeto Vera loss. He doesn't take it as a loss, but it is. But he doesn't take it as a loss. So when you saw Bruce Buffer go, you know, at whatever, 11-1, and one, he would hold up the zero. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't. He doesn't partake in that, that he lost that fight, which is fine, but it's pretty black and white. But, uh, okay, so you don't think he lost that fight. So I was just worried that maybe his confidence was a little shook. Nope. He looked fantastic. One of the best performances he's ever had. And also, Thomas Almeida is no punk. I know he's kind of a, you know, a 500 fighter in the UFC, but outside that, you're talking about a dude that has 22 wins. He's a tough fucking Brazilian customer. On the Brazilian circuit, he is a monster, dude. He's had some hiccups in the UFC, but that's not, you know, Sean O'Malley doesn't have a ton of experience, man. Coming off the contender series, stuff like that, the Tuesday night uh, contender series, you know, Sean O'Malley doesn't have a ton of experience. So I thought this would be a tougher fight for him. He passed it with flying colors. Then to get that walk off, you know, head kick home run was amazing, man. You know, Sean O'Malley is who he, we thought he was. Here's what's interesting about these three main fighters on this uh, main card. They all, there were so many question marks. There's a lot of variables going into this fight, which makes it scary to bet. If you're a fan, makes it scary going into the fight. So Sean O'Malley coming off a loss, is his confidence shook, fighting a tough fucking contender, Tom Salmeida. That's not like that's a gimme fight, dude. That's a tough customer. He looked phenomenal. Composed, mixed it up, kicks, stance. Sean O'Malley's back. Get back on his nuts. Get back on the rainbow train. I'm riding that rainbow dick till it falls off. He's, he's the man. 
So he passed that, and we'll get to what's next for each of these guys. So then at the co-main event, you had Vicente Luque versus Tyron Woodley. Obviously, Woodley hasn't won a goddamn round in forever. Uh, you know, I, he just, you know, he, maybe his run's over. But I will say this. I did think Woodley was going to lose. Luque's a complete nightmare of a matchup because Woodley struggles when his back's against the cage. He doesn't do well when he's going backwards. All Luque does is pressure and throw vicious fucking combos. So it's just a nightmare of a matchup for Woodley with a guy with no confidence, four-fight losing streak, getting older. The UFC's never been a fan of him. So here's the worst matchup possible. Woodley came to fight. You can, even if you're a Woodley hater, you can say that Woodley did look better. He did come to fight. And it was, if I'm not mistaken, fight of the night. So I don't think you can cut Woodley based off of fight of the night. I don't know what his contract is. Maybe we can look that up, Chan, how much he's getting paid per fight. Because I'm sure it's pretty tasty. You don't, you know, if you're a former champ, you're fighting top contenders, you've been in the UFC for fucking ever. I would assume he's getting a pretty hefty. So he's at flat 500. Mm -hmm. So he's making it when he wins, he makes a million dollars. Vicente Luke at 350. Good for you, Poppy. Sean O'Malley, 150. For his experience, we balling, dog. That rainbow's popping, son. And you got that fucking uh, Twitch money. We going Sizzler, Sean O'Malley. Um, so guaranteed purse, steep ace seven fifty. That's insulting, greatest of all time. Francis five hundred, win bonus one fifty, sponsorship bonus thirty, insulting. Performance bonus fifty. So he made seven hundred thirty thousand. Woodley got sponsorship forty, monster. Performance bonus fifty, and so he made five hundred ninety grand. Uh, so th th this makes sense. You look at the top dogs. It's Stipe with the highest earner. Francis second. Woodley third. Vicente Luque, uh fourth. And Sean O'Malley fifth. Or sixth, sorry. That makes sense. Thomas Almeida, 70. All right. All right. Uh, Malarkey, 10 and 10. Hey, USC. <laughs> hey. Hey. 10 and 10? The fuck? Malarkey, who is your goddamn manager? 10 and 10? And you're the you're fucking I mean, I'm sure you got boosted up on the main card once Ortega's fight was off. But dude, you're fighting on the main card of this huge the one of the biggest UFC heavyweight title fights of all time. You got 10 and 10, Bubba? After taxes, you're walking out of there with you know, and you pay your fucking managers, you're walking, maybe 12 grand, Bubba? 12 grand to fight that dude? Now you only get 45 minutes of work, but 12 grand? Jesus, daddy. You should put all your money on my parlay <laughs> on DraftKings, and you could have tripled your money with the Brendan Shaw boost. I'm a Malarkey fan, though. He looked phenomenal. Um, Jesus Christ, 10 and 10. I didn't yeah. know they still pay guys like that. And they, I mean, I mean, people that work at Apple in China at the factory make that, dude. Jesus. And they get benefits. Oh, don't get me started. But either way, where was I? Oh, so even if you're Woodley Hater, he did look better. He did look better, improved on some things, came to fight, though. Just wasn't coasting and looking at the clock like those other fights. He came to actually fight. It was a good fight. He did land some good shots on Luke, but Luke is just a savage. Luke, a motherfucking savage. Luke, you just you beat Woodley. Now, now it's off to the races, man. That was the big test for you. Obviously, Luke, or Woodley's fallen on hard times. Now it's off to the races. Bring up the welterweight uh, rankings for me, Chin. Mm -hmm. I know he caught out Nate Diaz. 
Uh, I have no idea. Who, who knows? Nate Diaz is Bigfoot at this point. We, we have no idea if, what he's going to do. Now, Luke A versus Nate Diaz would be a uh, match made in fucking fisticuff heaven, and I would pay all the money to watch it, but we'd have no idea what Nate Diaz is going to do. I would love for Nate to come back and fight Luke A. Um, so for Luke A, yeah, so you beat Woodley at seven, so you're going to jump his spot. You're going to jump Neil, you jump Damian Maya. They might give you Damian Maya. I'm not thrilled about it. Damian Maya say he wants one more. That's some Brazilian on Brazilian crime there. That doesn't really do much. You beat Damian Maya, people are like, okay, so you beat up an old Willie, you beat up an old Maya. You're not going to get respect. So if we're your manager, we going for Michael Chiesa, all right? You fought Stephen Wonderboy Thompson before, but you're a different animal now. You ain't touching anybody after Jorge Mazadal, Leon Edwards, or Gilbert Burns. I, I'll tell you what. I don't know if they'll do it, but I would love to see Leon Edwards versus Vicente Luque. Luque is ready for the big leagues. Let's be real, dude. How many times do you see him starch fucking people? How many times do you see this guy eat shots, give shots, the footwork, the angles? Come on, man. Give him the opportunity. Woodley was the start. Now we go in Chiesa or we go in Leon Edwards. Or bust, dog. Or Brazilian bust. Like a South Beach Colombian. Bust. Hell yeah, dude. Vicente Luque looked fucking phenomenal. Dar's choke, favorite choke. All right, kids, let's take a little break because this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves. All right. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence. For when it's time to go, Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. Discreet little package. Nobody needs to know you're having a little help in the sack. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. All right? Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. of A and prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. So, if this sounds like something you could use in the bedroom, visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information, and I got a deal for you guys. Try Blue Chew free. When you use the promo code SHAUB, S-C-H-A-U-B, at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SHAUB to receive your first month free. I thank Blue Chew for being part of the podcast. I posted on my IG story. I keep telling you guys, DraftKings make bank, bro. And this week, you can make bank with not only fighting, because there's Bellator fights on Showtime, and there's UFC fights next weekend, but there's also March Madness. My second favorite team, besides CU Buffs, which are out of March Madness, UCLA just beat Alabama last night in a nail-biting game. So guess what? USC and UCLA are both moving on in the March Madness tournament, and you can make bank betting on the teams like these, all right? With DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. That's $1 to win $100. It's that freaking simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team, UCLA, that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100 
and all it takes is $1 to bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better, no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odd boost on pro basketball, hockey, MMA, golf, everything. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code BTB to turn $1 into $100. Bet on Gonzaga, for God's sakes. Bet on Gonzaga and make $100. It's easy. Do you hate money? For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And then the main event. I was sweating bullets when this fucking fight happened. So if you listen last week, I said I don't get the narrative, and this isn't me hating or degrading Francis Ngannou at all. But when everyone's like, he's a changed fighter since that's in the fight, he's so different. All I ask for is where's your evidence? Show me, show me where you're getting this narrative from. Cause I'm not seeing it. Cause I look at his record and he's nothing shows that it just shows him starching guys. And then if you look at the Rosenstruck fight, you're like, he's actually gone backwards. Cause there's no technique there. There's no respect there. He was not calm and collected. He's just starching everybody. So what evidence do you have to, to illustrate that he's a changed fighter? No one really had any answers, right? I don't know. Maybe he did. And we can talk about it uh, tomorrow on what's up, Ren Schaub, if you have some sort of evidence before this fight. So there were some question marks. I thought, is Francis different? What's going on there? And you look at Stipe. And I said, my heart wants Stipe. I don't like the disrespect on Stipe. He is the greatest of all time. You look at title defenses, if it's, it's, even compared to Francis, he, I'm sorry, not Francis, even compared to Fedor, he beats him. And level of competition, Stipe all day. But um, so for Stipe, again, my heart was going with Stipe. My head was going with Francis, which is why Francis was in my parlay for you guys to make bank, bro. So going in this fight, my question marks on Stipe were, have the injuries caught up with him? Because I heard behind uh, the scenes, he was dealing with some injuries, eye pokes. He had an eye issue, had a neck issue, had a back issue. He's had, you know, some few concussions. I've had people go, dude, are you, am I the only one that has to have closed caption on when Stipe talks? And so we kind of did, you know, the investigation here, first 48 style. I mean, Chin really broke it down. By broke it down, I mean, we watched one interview from several years ago and decided he doesn't have CT. I don't know if that holds up in court, but we decided maybe it's not CT. Uh, um, so there were some question marks for Stipe going to the fight. And also, is the wear and tear finally caught up with him? He's been in some fucking wars, man. And then you look at Francis. Is he better or is he the same fighter? Is he going to get taken down? What what version of Francis are we get? Did he learn from that first fight? And this is what's great about fighting. Nobody really fucking knows. Until the cage is locked and they fight, nobody knows. Well, what do we know now? We know now Francis is a better fighter. Either, you know, the, the evidence of him being a more composed, educated, higher IQ, not just relying on one big heavy punch, he's, he's, he's a changed fighter. He's come, he's grown into being a world champion. There you go. Questions were answered. And it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> 
a calm, collected Francis is the scariest heavyweight of all time. Now, in history, I used to always say a juiced-up Ubering was the scariest fighter of all time. I take that back. I say Francis is. Because we know he's not juicing. We know USADA tests him like every other fucking Tuesday. We know his background in, you know, in Africa and trying to escape and getting caught and putting the Sahara Desert and all this, you know, digging fucking sand and all this crazy shit that's gotten to where he's at now. He's gone through some shit. And we know uh, his takedown defense is better. Stipe had a great chance to get him down and could not get him down. He was heavy on the hips, shoelaces down, sprawled out, took his back, exploded to some uh, kind of you know seatbelt punch. So his, <clears throat> his left arm's around the hip, controlling him, then just wailing away on Stipe's big old dome there, Croatian dome. And then he even shot for a takedown, which I agree with DC was not, do not do your entire stuff out, Francis. You ain't taking CB. Let's not get crazy. I know you've worked with uh, Usman for three days, but you, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? Get back to your feet. Get back. Get back to the jab. Get back to the overhead right. So Francis looked fucking phenomenal. The scariest heavyweight of all time. And so I, the, there's rumblings that John might be there at the event and would step in the cage, which would have been fucking insane. And as soon as the fight ended, as soon as the fight ended, every single person that worked at the Miami Improv went, who's going to win, John Jones and Francis? And I, after seeing that and seeing the improvement of Francis, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And you guys know, to me, John's the greatest of all time, no matter what his history says with USAD and all that shit. He's the greatest of all time. He's the best we've ever had. But I can't confidently say that he can beat Francis because if I go back over John's resume over his last, bring up John's resume for me. Mm -hmm. If I go back over his, I'd say last four fights, if that same John who fought, here we go. You go back to his last four performances and you think back on it, right? So a lot of decisions. So if the John Jones comes out with the same attitude that fought OSP, if he fought uh, Anthony Smith, the same John that fought Theo Santos, same John that fought Dominic Reyes, he will get knocked out. If the same version of John that has came out since 2016 for the last five years comes out and fights like that against Francis, he gets knocked out. Now, what I think has happened, if in let's go from 2019, Anthony Smith, Thiago Santos, and Dominic Reyes, I don't think John could get up for those fights. I think he thought he could beat them in his sleep, and that's why he had poor performances. That's why I think he got hit. He looked kind of, you know, not not very motivated to get, get those guys out of there. Also, Thiago Santos, you know, had one leg, almost beat him. That was a split decision. Dominic Reyes, a lot of people thought he lost that fight. So... Again, there's some question marks. Is John the greatest of all time? And he's just been skating by, really not motivated. He's fighting these top young lines, these contenders, but he's still beating them. And he's kind of half-assing it. Or has father time caught up with John and he's just not as good anymore? Again, I don't know. We're going to fucking find out though. But what I do know is if the version of John Jones plus 30 pounds that fight Dominic Reyes comes in with the same attitude, the same skill set, the same demeanor, and tries to do that against Frasingano, he won't make it out of two rounds. I can guarantee you that. Guarantee it. Now, if it's the John Jones that fought Gustafsson, 
same John Jones that fought DC back in the day, same John Jones that Glover Texera, same John Jones that fought Shogun Rua, same John Jones that fought Chael Sonnen, Rampage, Vitor, Rashad. It's going to be fucking scary because he has the proper skill set to beat Francis. But if, if 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 he's not if he's not a ten out of ten, John, he gets knocked the fuck out. That's how scary Francis is. And we're gonna find out how good Francis wrestling is. Guarantee that. Guarantee you, John gets him down. I will guarantee that. Unless he gets clipped in the first minute, John will get him down. Garen fucking to it with a blast double, or he'll get in a clinch. And this is the other thing about John. The difference between John and Stipe, John's fight IQ is much much higher. That's what makes John the greatest of all time. Is he the most athletic? No. And I've heard people say, oh, he's more athletic than Francis. I totally disagree with that. I think his fight IQ is the highest, and he has certain physical assets as far as his height, his reach, his legs, his movement that make him fucking the greatest of all time and gives him such an advantage over guys. But if you notice, John struggles when guys are either the same size or taller. Whenever, whenever he's taller, he f- destroys guys. But if they're the same via Alistair, I'm sorry, um, Gustav Finn, if guys, you know, Dominic Reyes, if guys can kind of play the same game with him, Francis ain't short and has a reach. I don't know what the reaches are. 83 for Francis and John's is 84 and a half. God damn. I want to see that fight. Yeah. If John doesn't come in completely focused and up for this fight, which I guarantee you will, it's John Jones. But let's just say he doesn't and fighting's on his heart or father time has caught up with him and it's an accumulation of those things. You will see John Jones get knocked out for the first time. And if you are betting on that, the under, I'm sure you could make some serious money in. And I, I, I would almost guarantee you're going to get that fight next. I know Dana was like, you know, I think John's scared, which is insane to say. He's the greatest we've ever seen. And scared? Let's talk about scared. Dude, dude, John fought Ryan Bader when he was ranked, I think, fifth in the world off a week of training. John was out with hoes in a Bentley and still beat DC. Wrecked the Bentley. Still beat DC. John will party all night and still starts Rashad, a prime Rashad Evans. John will do enough blow to make Theo Vaughn jealous and then beat Vitor Belfort. Scared? You give him a full camp? Scared? You got to pay the man. If I'm John, my tweet wouldn't have been like, scared, that's offensive. I'd be like, hey, dude, check my resume. The only one scared here is you to pay. You're scared to open up the checkbook. That's what this is about. Put it back in Dana's corner because that's all this is. That's all this is. If I'm John, like, dude, pay me heavyweight money. Give me heavyweight money to fight this scary fucking guy. And people would go, I bet John be singing a different tune if it was Stipe. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. John didn't have to do shit, dude. He do, has earned the right to go pay me. I'm going up to heavyweight. I put on all this weight because I know I'm going to fight the winner of this, but you have to pay me what I'm worth. So here's the conversation for those of you that missed it. Scroll up. Mm-hmm. If anyone was wondering if I want the fight, the answer is yes. I also really want to get paid, which you should. This is the biggest fight the UFC can make. Name a bigger fight. Anyone? Kev? Chin? Nope. Uh, Khabib GSP, maybe? Like, there's these super fights. Um, 
Suhudo Max Holloway. No, hey, I'm I'm searching here. Connor Poria, possibly. If Stylebender would have beat Jan, mm. Stylebender John would be bigger. Maybe you dude, your Francis is fucking scary, man. You know how easy this is to market. Yeah. And UFC's gonna do a great job marketing. I guarantee you, this one's fucking shooing. So he goes, I quit the light heavyweight division, literally gained a massive amount of weight. Now people are saying I'm afraid. He just said in Dana saying I'm afraid. Yeah. Everyone but me claiming that I'm afraid. All I asked was to get paid. This is why you go, the only one scared is you, Dana, to pay. Why does a fighter have to be afraid the second he mentioned he wants to get paid his worth? What an insult. Conor McGregor wants big money. It's expected. John Jones wants money. Now he's scared. He misspelled scared. Whatever. Yeah. He goes, I've been working my butt off, gained all this weight, have never lost a fight before. Now, all of a sudden, I'm scared? What bullshit? This is just back and forth, right? Like, they, they've always had a tumultuous relationship. Um, they're going to they're gonna figure it out. Dude, call up Lorenzo. Call, just bypass Dana. Call up Lorenzo. He'll get you paid. They're going to figure it out. This is the fight. This is the fight. What else are you going to do? Love to hear it. What else are you going to do? Oh, Derek Lewis. Really? You, you, how are you going to market that? The, their, their fight was the worst we've ever seen in the heavyweight division. Gone? What's his name? Cyril Gone? Cyril Gone. He's not ready. Exciting. You're not ready? No. How, how are you going to market that? Gabe barely has any fights. The only thing you could do there, you could do Derek Lewis versus Gone, the winner of that fights Francis, if there's a problem with John. But does Francis want to wait that long? You would just do a, a the trilogy, which I don't want to see and don't want to have happen. You would have Steve Bavers Francis three. Listen, sometimes trilogies make sense. Sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's pretty fucking clear what happened, and it's pretty clear one guy's better than the other. That's this case here. We don't want to see Steve Bay continue to take damage. We we just don't. And I, I was kind of mad at Herb because he was a little slow. So Steve ate that yeah. shot. But also, it was such a, like, Herb has to get the fuck out of the way, which he was. And remember, the, why this happened is, Fran, or, I'm sorry, Stipe clipped Francis. And Francis' legs give a little go, and then Stipe made a huge mistake, goes, oh, I got him. And rushes in, forgets all his training, and goes to the counter. And Francis goes, oh, dude, I marched through the Sahara Desert, Papa. Clip. Just a little, clip, and not even a big wind-up, just a knockout. Mm -hmm. Don't want to see that trilogy fight. So what are you going to do? You have got to figure it out with John. That's the fight. That's one of the biggest, I would top five pay-per-views of all time. John, here's the thing. There's this narrative that John doesn't sell well, and I don't know who started that. I think that, I think... The UFC, in particular, Dana White painted that narrative like, oh, he doesn't sell well. Or, you know, remember he had that issue with Chael when they were supposed to fight in Canada. And John was like, no, I'm not doing that because like a late replacement or some shit. And so he got all this heat. Mm -hmm. And then the UFC painted this narrative, which it doesn't make sense. It's their product. That John doesn't sell well. He actually sells really, really well. His fights with DC, he sells very well. So John versus Francis is a fucking shoe and you have got to figure it out. But you have to figure it out. You have one job. What else are you doing? Khabib's out. Get off his nuts. You've got to figure out John versus Francis. It's the only fight we want to see. Then Derek Lewis is going to fight Cyril Gaon, and then the winner of that's going to fight the winner of John versus Francis. With Steve, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it, what's next for him. You know what's 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 left. 
you know, you're already considered one of the one of the goats, if not the goat, uh, a lot of people's eyes. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But after after f- one through five, after five, it gets dicey. We need John. They'll figure it out. And it's such a big fight. Oh my god, dude! If you're UFC, this is best case scenario: Francis versus John Jones. And think about this: if John beats Francis, becomes the world heavyweight title holder, there is zero argument that he's the greatest of all time. Zero, zero, fucking zero. I'm just so curious how John's going to look now. He's put on weight. There's. It just doesn't work like this. It's it's physics. He's going to be slower at heavyweight because he's put on weight. You don't get faster when you put on weight. If you do, you saw him like, excuse me. It just doesn't work that way. So with John's IQ, his style, his wrestling mixed with Francis, his explosiveness. Oh, my God, dude. What a fucking fight. Francis wasn't didn't give a fuck. He was like, you want to do this in July, whatever? Yeah, I'll knock him out. He's uh, he's like, you know, in Lion King with all Mufasa. Like, Ooh, say it again, Mufasa. That's Francis, man. He's fucking terrifying, terrifying, unbelievable, unreal. Yeah. Now we have a week off from the UFC. You have Bellator. Is it Friday or Saturday? Friday. And then you get the main card on Showtime. And you know, if it's on Showtime, it's gonna be a great product. So from Showtime, it kicks off with my boy. It was going to be Matt Mitrione. Shout out to Matt Mitrione. But he's pulling out for undisclosed reasons. I would assume COVID's the culprit or an injury. But my boy, Jack May, who I used to bring in my camps, and we'd give him $100 if he could knock me out, um, versus uh, Fortune, who's, uh, I think he's a Chael Sonnen guy. He's a wrestler, stud. Uh, good card, though. Good card. I wish Mitrione was on it, but shit happens. Uh Gracie versus Jason Jackson, probably the fight of the night on there. Pitbull versus Emmanuel Sanchez, a phenomenal fight. That's their uh, tournament. You also got, which is going under the radar, you got uh, Roger Huerta fighting. Remember Roger Huerta? Old school. Old school. It was yep. on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. And then got dicey, started to demand money. UFC said, very cool story. We're going to give you the worst matchups possible and get you out of here. Nurmagomedov versus Mike Hamill, fun one. Solid card, man. What do you got for me, Chen? All right. Yeah, but next, not this coming Saturday. Next Saturday, you have Till versus uh, Vittori. Vittori. You should. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. All righty. Let's see. Oh, so opening odds right now for Francis and John. Francis is a favorite. No way. Yep. Healthy there. favorite? Minus 190 versus plus 165. Oh, so first time ever in John's career, he's an underdog. Wow. Y'all must have forgot. Mm -hmm. But they're banking on, you know, that version of John showing up that we've seen the past three fights. I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee that's not the same John that comes into Francis. So bet now then. Yeah, get on it. Yeah. Go to DraftKings. Yep. Uh, This is Cameron. Don't go chop. In Ghana's hometown, reacting to his victory. You guys drinking wine? Are they wine bottles? Looks like it. 
Dude, how crazy would it be if they did a fight in Africa? What if they did John versus uh, oh, Francis Africa. in Africa? That'd be sick. Right? Yeah. Thrill in Manila, too. Mm-hmm. And a Three. bunch of celebrities tweeted about Ngana's win. So there's Israel, Stylebender. Oh, when you say celebrities, you mean fighters. And then also <laughs> The Rock. Well, yeah. That's one one. Yeah, well, he has to. Doesn't yeah, yeah. He owns them. <laughs> Uh, uh so three kings. That's right. You have three African, three African kings. champions. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Africa. Now you have three champions. Who put that? Khabib. All right. Khabib. Then uh Embiid, who's also African, Francis Ngano. He's a famous basketball player for the 76ers. Always hurt. So let, hopefully keep your fucking negative injury vibes away from here. Joel uh-huh. Embiid. Uh Jan put congrats, Francis. Beautiful story. Shaquille O'Neal. Francis is a beast. Damn. Then Dwayne put, wow, that was dominant. What an incredible goat run Stipe had. Nothing but respect for that guy. A huge congrats to my brother. Not your brother. Congrats to my brother, Francis. The era of the Predator begins. Warrior Mana. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so Francis and uh, Boss Logic, they teamed up for an NFT. So this was, it's going to like be auctioned off. But it would only work if Francis won. So Francis did win. And everyone's jumping on this NFT right now. I know. Now. Yeah, even know. Logan Paul. Yep. They make tons of money. Yep, your boy's in the works working on it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty Entire dope. collection tells a story. Markel, shout out to Markel's Markel. my boy. Yeah. It also re- represents a step forward for the sport in the non-fungible token business by closely tying a digital object to a real-world event or not. NBA Top Shot moments capture big plays. All right, Mark Health is boring. Uh, <laughs> the drop also comes as USC actually sorts out its ent- entry into the NFT space after signing a deal with Dapper Labs, the cre- creators of Top Shot last year. MMA fighter Cyborg led the way. Cyborg? I had no idea. Patrick Mahomes uh, sold for 3.7 mil. Ngano's journey embodies the power dedication a little bit. All right, boring, Mark Hell. Uh, Ngano's art was done by Boss Logic. Shout out to my boy, Boss Logic. Who sold 3.6 million? I had no idea. sold 3.6 NFTs in February. Wow, he's Boss awesome. <laughs> rich, rich. Yeah, now. he's banking. Rich, rich. He's going to start acting different like Cat. <laughs> no. That's the same. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boss is going to have an assistant now like Cat. What else you got? All right. Um, Tyron Woodley issued a statement. I didn't know this, but he was, that was his last fight on his contract, too. I bet you he doesn't sign with the UFC. Yeah. And then Dana White, when asked at the press conference, he was saying, like, uh, what is that, four losses in a row? And he's, like, 39 years old. So it doesn't sound like they're going to resign him. No. And they're they're trying to, like, cut the roster. Yeah. He's a big, high earner. 500. So you're going to see him fighting Bellator. Yeah, shit was going really well until it wasn't. My camp pushed me in ways I haven't been pushed in a while. I, I committed, swore to myself I'd bring the tiger out that earned me gold. Saw the training for the KO and got too excited. Paid a big cost. I don't regret my aggression as that's what God created me to do. God had nothing to do with it. Uh, Luke Vicente is a tough and humble fighter. It was an honor to share the cage with you tonight. Yeah, that's probably his last UFC fight. Great career though. Yeah, this isn't a sad yeah. story, man. That's how everybody's career ends. Mm. All right, Misha Tate, after five years, she's back signing the UFC. What's weird, too, because she works for one championship still, right? I don't think that's, I don't think that's happened anymore. She oh. was like vice president of something. Yeah, what yeah. happened? I don't know. It's, I saw her not posting as much about her you Ooh, know, Maybe her we job. should get her on food truck and talk to her yeah. about it. 
Las Vegas CFC. Oh. Yeah, so she doesn't have to waive do that. in regulation. It's anti-doping policy to make room for the return of Mitch. Oh, they can just waive it. Yeah, and in certain you know exceptional cases, and and with her, she took off because she had a, she had like two kids. Yeah, and then she worked as a vice president. Good so. for her, man. Yeah. So she's fighting Marion Renault, July seventeenth. Ooh, she's just around the corner. Never met Misha Tate fighting. Mm-hmm. Dimey dime, smart, legend. Yeah. All right. Former champ. All right. Did you watch this press conference at all? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I watched uh, my my food truck with Ben Askren, which is available right now. Yeah. So this is Ben Askren and Jake Paul facing off. I think. Wait, I think they're supposed to go inside that little box, that clear bo- Why? box. Why? Because of COVID, I'm guessing. And then he just Ben just uh, walked around it, and Jake walked around it. God damn, Jake's way bigger. He's wearing like boots, though. Oh, he is? Yeah, and, you know, Askren always wears sandals. Yeah. And it gets crazy here. He pushed the shit out his of him. His face. He touched his face. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting. When I was in Florida, I linked up with Uriah Faber in the hotel, and we were talking. <laughs> that and, sounds so weird. Yeah, super super <laughs> random. But he was like, dude, I, I heard you. Uh, I've heard you on Rogan. I, I watched Food Truck, how you're making the case for Ben. He's like, but have you seen Jake spar? I'm like, no, where the fuck would I see Jake spar? He's like, he's posted on his Instagram. He goes, watch him spar, and then watch Ben hit the bag. And I go, Okay. And he showed me Jake sparring. And dude, even, you know, and I guess, um, keep going down. There's uh, one right here. I, yeah. yeah, that's the one right there. Even if these are like gym, like guys from YouTube, like his timing is what's scary. Okay. Like he fucks these kids up. I think he might be older than this, Jen. Okay. Scroll down. It's literally him starching like four dudes in a row. Past the. Yep. Keep going. Okay. There it is. This is what's alarming. It's his timing. Fucking dudes up, man. Boom. And like his technique, his footwork. Oh. Like that's not easy to do. Even if these are scrubs wherever they're at. That's scary. I've never seen this footage before. When you're right, show it to me. He's like, dude. He's like, I, I know. I've seen people hate on Jake and stuff like that. He's like, but watch his sparring and tell me what you think. And I watched. I'm like, holy fuck. And I watched uh, Ben hit the bag. I'm like, eesh. Ben might be in trouble. But even even Ben said on food truck, he goes, if Jake can actually box, I'm fucked. But I don't think that's the case. <laughs> oh man. So. Scroll up. What did Ben post Scroll earlier? Up. I post the food truck thing. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's 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 dicey. So he's right. with Freddie. Mm-hmm. Because if. Oh. 
like you watch this and then you watch Jake actually fight. And you're like, oh. What do you think? Oh, I'm not as high on Ben after comparing the two. Yeah. Again, that's Jake fucking up just, you know, probably, you know, not legit boxes. But that, that what's scary to me is the timing and his speed and power. If mm. you're a Ben fan, you should be a little worried, which I am. Like, compare this to, look, compare that to what we saw with Jake. Yeah. And one's mitts, and one's him at his timing sparring. and hitting and sparring. I, I I didn't know Jake moved like that. Because I you know I've only really seen him fight Nate Robinson. That I got nothing from that. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see the footage either. It's the first time I saw him knocking people out. Yeah, you're right. I was like, dude, look at this. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, dude, look at just the way he moves, the time. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, that kid can fight. Yep. It's even more interesting. In the fight's April, what, 17th? 17th. And on top of that, your boy Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> during the press conference said that he's making his return. Oh, and he made it about gay. him, huh? Yeah. He made it about him? <laughs> Who's so the actually fight? Gave, they didn't say, but July 3rd is the date. Oh, God. I, the ego. The ego. I don't, I mean, he's going to be in the Legends League with Mike Tyson? He's, he, dude, he he's probably out of shape enough where you'd fight Mike Tyson. He's he, he not fun thick. There's fun thick. And listen, I want to, well, like that, that Chet Hanks tried saying it's a white boy summer, yeah. which easy. It's a thick boy summer. Everybody knows this. It's thick boy summer. And Oscar De La Hoya is going to be our leader into this thick boy summer because he kicks off July 3rd. And it's going to be a complete shit show and his tits going to be splashing around in that ring. And I have no idea who he's going to fight and I want no part of it, but I will probably break it down and talk about it on yep. here. Alrighty, next one. Uh, so Dustin Poirier posted this July 10th, and then I guess again, dude, it's a thick boy summer. <laughs> and this is July 10th, Beba baby. Very close. Wow. So McGregor three, Dustin McGregor three. Love it. Okay, and then here's some cool announcements for UFC 262. We already knew this, but so 262 is going to be on May 15th, and as Ferguson versus Dariush. Hermanson, Hermanson versus great Shabazian. fight, yeah, and then Shane Burgos great versus fights. Ooh, these are tasty. I know that's a fighters' fighters card. Mm. That is just all first team violence. The Darius Ferguson one's going to be really interesting. Burgos Barboza's filthy too. Yeah. Um, so remember Frank Mir was supposed to fight Antonio Tarver. Yeah, and the commission was like, "Hey, you're both way too old to be doing this." But I mean, they they so they deemed him. Tarver unfit, even though he was a professional boxer. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Did he punch you or something? No, I guess there's a rule where if you uh, pass the age of 50, you have to have 10 fights within the last 10 years of that, you know, before you're 50. Makes sense. So he had five fights. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, so then now so, Frank Mir is going to fight Steve Cunningham. And uh, I think Cunningham boxed more recently. And so he's probably a tougher opponent. That's what that Mir's saying that. Um, and here's his record. Well, definitely not tougher. I mean, I see <laughs> he was bunch, undefeated. I see a bunch for a while. of red. Yeah. Um, so who scroll in so I can see who he's fought? Okay. Andrew Tabidi, Felipe Romero. 
Decision, decision. A uh, draw to Carver. He got knocked out by Tyson Fury mm-hmm. in the seventh Mass Square Garden. That's only really one of note there. Yeah. All right. Well, Godspeed, Frankie. All right, Bellator. These old dudes just fighting, huh? Yeah. Boxing. Old on old crime, man. Yeah. And it's first team know. all wrinkles, and people are watching. <gasps> yep. That trailer, they're putting some money in this stuff, man. It has to be getting some return back. Yeah. So the the date for Romero versus Anthony Johnson is moved. I'm not sure why, but. So Corey, Corey Anderson versus this guy. Yeah. Good luck. Saying Yaga Shmurdov. Yaga Shmurdov. Yaga Shmurdov. Yep. A.K.A. Yoshi. Originally scheduled for April 9th. Has been moved back one, one week. week to Beltor 257 on April 16th. In addition, the highly anticipated bout between former UFC tall challengers Johnson, Yo Romero has been postponed from April 16th to May 7th. Yeah. I wonder so why. A little longer. I don't know. All good. Still fighting, so that's good. Um, I just saw this recently, too. Stahlbender was, I guess he joked, Kevin Holland's you know, a trash talker, and I guess either social media or whatever. Well, Kevin Holland, right? He went hard on Izzy when he lost to Young. Yeah. And then uh, Ian, uh, Re- Ian, oh no, Jan, Jan Blakovich. Mm-hmm. So he went hard on Izzy then. Then Izzy said, are you kidding me? I would rape you. Yeah. Here's the problem with today's woke culture. Izzy's not saying that he would do the act of playing with his asshole and to force him down having sexual relations with him. Izzy's saying in a fight sense, if you got in that cage, I would rape destroy. you, meaning I would destroy you. There has to be context here. And it got so bad, the prime minister of New Zealand. The deputy prime minister, which is like the vice president here. Actually had to say something about it. Yeah. Um, context, man. Yeah. So that actually took. I mean, could attention. obviously use better choice of words, but he doesn't physically mean to sexually assault him. You guys yeah. know this though, right? Everybody knows that, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. Why is this a story? Yep. So, and he also got in trouble saying uh, your was, mill would crumble like the twin towers. That was a tough one. That's a tough. One. Yeah. Okay. Chael Sonnen said that Dominic Cruz messaged him that he would want to fight Sean O'Malley. Dominic Cruz said he wants to fight Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Let me just play this for you. Sean O'Malley, we were throwing out some matches, and guys, I must confess, I don't have my glasses on. I couldn't quite see, but I believe Dominic Cruz. Just heard our piece and told me to throw his name into the O'Malley mix. I don't have my glasses on, but Dominic told me something about O'Malley just now. Dominic Cruz versus Sean O'Malley. Take my money, please. Sign that fight right now. I think that's a sensational matchup. Tyron Wood- Are they doing both via Zoom? It's We're in April, though. Why are you guys doing a show via Zoom still? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, too much? Too soon? Or what do you think? It depends what they want to do with Sean O'Malley. He looked phenomenal. I would like to see him... Um, it's a tough fight for Sean. That's a tough fight. It makes sense. But, uh, you know, it depends how fast you want to skyrocket Sean O'Malley to, to title shot. Mm-hmm. And is he ready for those top contenders? <sighs> Two dudes with crazy footwork, too. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. All but right. Then it's like you win that, then it's very short-sighted. Like, how long you want to fight in this game, dude? Yeah, maybe one or two more first. Yeah, give, I, I would do two two other guys, like Tom Salmeida level. Yeah. It should get harder, harder, and then a Dominic Cruz, because mm-hmm. then you beat Dom, one of the greatest to ever do it. And then it, it, 
There's no going backwards from there, man. You're off to the fucking races. For sure. All right, so the... Uh, I love this. <laughs> Jeez, you think people are sick of being fucking locked down? Yeah. Sold out in minutes. Biggest gate in arena history in Jacksonville. It's a dope card. It's an all right card. <laughs> what? It's an it's okay. I like the... Well, for sure, Kamaru Usman and Masvidal, we saw that area, so I have a feeling Kamaru's going to win, but... Willie Zhang and uh and uh, Rose Dominic. That's, that's yeah. Yep. That's gonna be sick. Shevchenko. She's gonna destroy like usual, I'm sure. Yep. Sold out fast. Uh-huh. I saw because and on the ticket says that you know you're at your responsibility. You know if you die or you get COVID, that's on you. Boom. Sells out right away. Yeah. I like how the media ran with that. Like, can you believe they put this in there? <laughs> yeah. People are sick of your shit. Let the people decide. Oh, weird. It sounds like they want to do shit. <sighs> yep. Uh, Gervonta Davis has been indicted on 14 counts of the hit and run accident he had in November. But I guess because it's in this area, Baltimore, Maryland, it's like misdemeanor. Oh, that's so cool. it's probably nothing really is going to happen to him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Most serious uh, is up to one year in jail. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Okay. He ran a red light, so that's good. And then he got another getaway car. Smart. That showed up and yeah, Smart. bounced. Um, so Hamzat Shemaev said that he actually, well, first of all, he wants Neil Magny. He said this before. And he oh, wants he's to back it, now? Yeah, July return. That's what he's going for. Because he was done, right? He thought he had cancer. So that's when he f- started freaking out mostly because when he started coughing up blood, then he thought he had cancer. So that's what probably made him want to retire for a second. Yeah, well, Godspeed. Godspeed. Um, Godspeed's that, daddy. Kenny Florian. He's now on the PFL commentating team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Look how happy he looks. I know. <laughs> Look at him. He's stoked. Definitely. He's announced I'll be joining the commentating team for PFLs. He's a great commentator. Yeah. I don't know what time. happened to him in the UFC. It's almost like they just kind of turned their backs on him. Yeah. It's weird. That's what they do. Yeah. They did to uh, fucking Hardy. Oh, speaking of Hardy, he mentioned that he has he was paid $24,000 for that fight with uh, GSP and probably came home with like five five grand after paying everyone. For a title fight. Yeah, man. That's how it goes. Yep. 24K. 24K for nuts? the biggest, one of the biggest well, my fights. My boy Malarkey, or the fuck his name is, <laughs> starts that dude got fucking 12 grand. Yeah. All God, right. 24K. Mm-hmm. God, that's insulting. It is. Uh, Sexy Yama, he's going to be fighting in one, and he's going to fight at lightweight, which is, he fought at 185 in UFC, right? Yeah, man. So I looked up there. that gold skin? He does. Hell yeah. Like dark gold brown so their <laughs> lightweight is 70 to 77 kilograms right yeah so that means 154 pounds to 155 169 Weird. so 154 to 169 so he's probably gonna do, be 170 ish interesting yeah well good sexy yama's back yep uh this i just thought was interesting michael bisbing i guess he used to be a dj really yeah well, watch his skills here <laughs> oh he has like the old turntable too yeah I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at you. Sick. <laughs> uh, this is a quick one. This is Mirko Krokop, Krokop with his son. Oh my! 18 God. years old. His son's jacked. 
Wow. Yeah. How are you not going to have the, well, he has a similar haircut to his dad. His dad goes higher on the fade, though. More military, yeah. God damn. Just two monsters. Jacked, 18 years old. Wow. Good for you, man. You can't be not a savage if your dad's Merkel. No. Fucking Legend. Up. Okay. God, he's jacked. Look at Krokop there, man. I know. Dude. <laughs> he's got, Nuts. He's got to be on some stuff, which is all perfectly fine. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, there's a new bare knuckle promotion called BYB. And they're going to oh, have. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Sergey Caratano versus. Versus your guy, James McSweeney. Sergey. He's fighting Sergey Caratano. Bare knuckle. Oh, 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 dude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> dude. I know. Ooh, it's tough to make a living. God, uh, dog. Who the fuck is fighting Karatanov in bare knuckle. knuckle? It's freaky. But yeah, Dada 5000's on it. I'm not sure who's going to fight. but Who's Dada fighting? I thought that didn't Dada, Dada died. He, he had a kidney failure. Yeah, he came back to life, baby. <laughs> He's back. Dude, what an inspirational story. He's like the Gary V of fighting, dude. This is sick. There he goes. Dada actually admitted to hospital for cardiac arrest, <laughs> dehydration, and kidney failure from that fight with uh, Kimbo. Man, what's the worst case happened? Nobody's going to die. He's like, oh. Oh, no. That was the worst fight ever. Have you ever seen that doc he's on? Yeah, the, like the, a, the backyard. Was it HBO fight? or something like that? I forgot. Oh, was it Netflix? I thought it was HBO. Might be know. HBO. It's fantastic. Yeah. Though. And he doesn't really. He's not like a fighter fighter. He punches like this, but he's just so big. Yeah, I mean, in the real world, he ain't shit. Yeah. But as far as this backyard stuff, yeah, he was bare knuckle. Good for him. There you go. I think yeah. that's pretty much it for current events. God, I almost died. <laughs> He did die, apparently. So Straight up died. Yeah, came back. Oh, oh man. That was the, those were the those days. Those were the days. Uh, Friday, showtime. First big Bellator card. You got my boy Jackie Mays. May versus uh, Fortune. That's a fun one. You got Neiman Gracie versus Jason Jackson. I think it's five of the night there. Nurmagomedov versus uh, Mike Hamill. And then the main event is your boy Pitbull versus Emmanuel Sanchez. That's a great fight as well. Uh, and that will be on Showtime. So enjoy the fights, kids. Enjoy mm -hmm. the motherfucking fights. Thank God I'm not on the road this week. Your boy gets a little bit of rest. And I'm in Naples, Florida, April 15th through the 17th. April 15th, 17th, Naples, Florida. That's the west side of Florida. So it's the opposite of Miami, uh, opposite of South Beach. A little slower. It's going to be fun. Probably get on some jet skis out there. And then just announced Austin, Texas, April 22nd through the 24th. Austin, motherfucking Texas, uh, at the Volcan Gas Theater. Five show, I think one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Me and some special guests will be out there in Austin, Texas. Get your tickets to FATKZ.com. I told you it's Thick Boy Summer, and we have the dopest Thick Boy Summer gear dropping soon. So stay tuned. I will be posting all that shit on my social media. Anything you want for Thick Boys, thickboy.com. Thanks for listening. Stay thick, stay thickies, and be nice, man. Be safe. See you guys. On holiday, there's nothing like doing nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing for less. Expedia. Made to travel.